Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets only on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And please remember to follow Believe in the Rockets on Twitter at Believe in Rockets. Ladies and gentlemen, 14 games into the regular season, and boy, the Houston Rockets are in some serious trouble. And I I felt like I needed to put this episode out because the latest episode of Believe in the Rockets that I hope you guys had an opportunity to listen to that dropped on Monday, I recorded that. I originally recorded that Sunday afternoon. The Rockets, yes, they were still in the midst of a losing streak, but things look promising, especially coming off the loss against the Portland Trailblazers. It seemed like the Rockets were starting to find their niche. But boy, 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 (laughs) the last two games for the Rockets, later on that day, they lost 115-89 to to the Phoenix Suns. And then 24 hours later they suffered their worst loss of the season as of right now when they lost 136 to 102 to the memphis grizzlies a 26 point loss to the phoenix suns a 34 point loss to the memphis grizzlies combine that the houston rockets have lost their last two games by an average of 30 points so Things are looking extremely bad for the Rockets. However, 14 games into the season, in this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets, I'm actually going to talk about ways the Rockets can save their season. Save their season how? Because at this point, they are the worst team in the league. While that is true, (laughs) I hate to say this, but I think I'm going to take back my statement of the Rockets winning 30 games i no longer think that's possible but i'm going to continue to stand by the fact that this is a young up-and-coming inexperienced team that should begin to find their niche come january or we head closer to the all-star break but 14 games into the regular season the rockets need to make some change so on this latest installment of believe in the rockets i'm going to look at and play around with some ideas that can actually help save the rockets season from looking at steven silas calling a little bit more plays from the sideline and then i'm going to close out this latest installment of believe in the rockets just kind of take enough of steven silas in a way because at the end of the day there's a lot going on with this organization but steven silas isn't the primary issue that's going on so we're going to talk about that but first before we jump into that i got to tell you guys about betonline.ag baby which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports 
BetOnline remains the number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. And as of right now, if you guys want to make some money on who's going to take home league MVP honors in the NBA right now between Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, I think I'm going to place my money, my bet on Steph Curry, given the fact that Kevin Durant is playing alongside James Harden and Steph Curry. Yes, why he's still balling with Draymond Green, his number two player, and Klay Thompson has yet to make a return to the court. And the Golden State Warriors are still arguably the best team in the league. But ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter if you pick Steph Curry or Kevin Durant. Please be sure to head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage on this amazing offer available for the 2021-2022 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And speaking of start, where in the world can we start in terms of how to fix the Houston Rockets 14 games into the regular season and ladies and gentlemen i'm going to start with a topic that everyone has been talking about on social media other media personnel members and that's the rotation issues the rockets have a lot of rotation issues within the first 14 games and while steven Silas is taking a lot of heat for that and he should because he is the head coach i don't want to let rafael stone off the hook either because he is the reason why Steven Silas cannot find a good rotation to get the best out of his players. And I say that because this is an organization who has embraced the rebuild. This is an organization who wants to give every, nearly every single one of their young players an opportunity to establish themselves in the NBA, an opportunity to gain that experience that's going to be needed in hopes of becoming a respectable and competitive team moving forward. But that's hard to do when half of your roster is full of rookies and players who are just reaching their second and third year in the league and the other half is filled with veteran players that I don't know if you're trying to keep them on the court in order to get their trade value up, or you just putting them on the court because you need a veteran presence in that locker room. This is a mixture between oil and water. You guys should know by now, oil and water do not mix well together. And this is the best way I could describe this roster. And because of that, that is part of the reason why we are seeing several bad rotation issues within the Rockets 14 games. Now, when you take a look at the starting lineup of Christian Wood, Daniel Tice, Jay Shante, Kevin Porter Jr., and Jalen Green, I think I can honestly sit here and say that that might be the worst rotation that Silas and the Rockets have thrown out there ever since day one. And I know that's hard to say because first and foremost, four of those five guys are literally the foundation of the Rockets rebuild. 
But the one guy who doesn't need to be in his starting lineup, and I'm pretty sure everybody would agree 100%, is Daniel Tice. And he needs to be replaced by Alperin Shagun. Now, I get it. Alperin is a rookie. He has shown moments on the defensive side of the ball that he has a lot to develop. And I kind of understand why Steven Silas wants to keep Daniel Tice in the starting lineup because not only does it give the Rockets a big body, but it does help them out defensively, as so they say. But on the flip side of things, when you take a look at this offense, and I'm going to get more in the offense in the second half of this show, but when you take a look at this offense, it is at its best when Alperin Shagun is in the game. Because as of right now, his best quality on the NBA court is his playmaking ability. And look, Kevin Porter Jr. has shown flashes that he can be the team's primary playmaker. But at the same time, he still has to do some development within his game. Jalen Green, same thing. And by the way, I don't think Jalen Green has gotten to the point where he wants to share the ball as much as the Kevin Porter Jr. has. However, when AP is in the game, not only is he getting everybody involved, but he is also the perfect complimentary piece to play alongside Christian Wood. Because as Wood showcased when he was playing with Kelly Olenek, he is showing the same thing when he's playing alongside AP. When he is playing with a big who can facilitate the ball, who can open up the floor just a little bit more, and it's kind of funny, AP isn't a three-point threat as of right now, and trust me, ladies and gentlemen, he is working on his game. I have watched this guy in practice work on his three-ball shot, and it's coming. Trust me, it's coming. But AP has the ability to create more floor spacing for Wood by just his playmaking ability alone because that gives Wood the entire restricted area to go to work. Now, with that being said, another reason why, and, and that's the main reason why a lot of people would like to see AP in the starting lineup over Daniel Tice. However, when I also take a look at other ways you can fix the rotation, Putting Daniel Tice on the bench will give the Rockets not one, but two veteran players within their depth that they can go to that can actually help this team moving forward because that will pair Daniel Tice alongside Eric Gordon. And if you don't start Daniel Tice, that gives Steven Silas and the Rockets an opportunity to stagger the minutes of Christian Wood and Tice because these two guys cannot play together. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, continuing here with this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets only on the Believe Podcast Network. The issues that we are seeing within the Rockets rotation goes beyond the starting lineup. Alperin Shagoon replacing Daniel Tice is just one aspect on how to fix the rotation, but another part of the Rockets rotations that needs to be fixed is giving Daniel House less minutes and give more minutes to DJ Augustine, David Nwaba, and of course, Kenyon Martin Jr. Because I hate to say this, ladies and gentlemen, Daniel House isn't giving the Rockets anything anymore. As long as he's wearing that Houston Rockets jersey, he is not going to be nothing but a detriment to this team. I don't know what happened to this man talent. As If you ask me if I'm keeping it 100 i don't think daniel house has been good 
possibly since his first maybe second year with this team i understand it it's a good story but steven Silas and the rockets they need to give daniel house less minutes he's playing somewhere between 15 to 16 minutes a game averaging 15 to 16 minutes a game those minutes need to be split up to augustine nuaba and martin why DJ Augustine is by far the only veteran player on this team, of course, with the exception of John Wall, who is not playing, so he does not fit into this equation. But DJ Augustine is a veteran point guard to where if Green, Porter, and I'm even throw Alperin Shagun in, in this because he's one of the team's top playmaker, but if neither one of those three players can get the offense going, it is time to put dj augustine into the game to either slow the game down get everyone in their set and just have a reset on the team's offense and as of right now dj augustine is averaging 11 minutes per game and he is the perfect veteran that can help this team i understand you need some type of veteran leadership for a young for a young team still trying to find their way like the rockets dj augustine needs more minutes on the court 11 minutes a game is not going to do it especially when you have a guy like kevin porter jr who yes he is the primary ball handler yes he is the primary facilitator but he is still trying to find his way on how he can get to that level they need to use DJ Augustine just a little bit more. David Nwaba, he is arguably still the team's best defensive player. And not only is he still arguably one of the team's best defensive players, but he is still arguably one of the team's best three-point shooters. So not only would you give the Rockets a boost to someone who can actually help this team on defense, but it can also help the team on offense by giving the team who can actually be a spot-up shooter. And then, of course, there's Kenya Martin Jr., Look, along with Wood, Porter, Green, Tate, Kenyon Martin Jr. is a foundational piece for the Rockets. He proved it last year, and it is kind of frustrating to see him not be utilized within the rotation. I understand there's a lot of moving pieces, and Steven Silas got to keep a lot of players happy, but he needs to play martin because martin brings every time martin steps onto the court with his hustle on both ends of the floor it just brings an extra spark to this rockets team and when you look at the primary players that he played from the starting lineup to daniel house being if not one of the most <laughs> utilized players that is being used off of that bench in the second unit it brings the team down and those were just my thoughts on fixing the Rockets in terms of this rotation. There are a lot of major issues for the Rockets through the first 14 games of the season. So coming up on the other side of the break, I'm actually going to talk about the Rockets offense and why it is important for Steven Silas to start calling a little bit more plays from the sideline. As we continue this conversation on how the Rockets can turn their season around. How can you fix the Houston Rockets? The next thing I want to look at is Steven Silas and his coaching staff calling more plays for this young, inexperienced developmental team. 
And before I get into that, I want you guys to listen to this exchange between myself and Kevin Porter Jr. To give you guys some backstory about this exchange, this came on the heels of the Houston Rockets' lone win of the season against the Oklahoma City Thunder. After the game, Steven Silas said he was proud by the way the Rockets played, and it showcased how he wants to run the offense. He wants to run this offense free. He wants to give his players an opportunity, the ability to go out there and play their game. And after the game, I asked Kevin Porter Jr. about having the trust of just going out there and running the offense without Steven Silas calling too many plays on the sideline. And please listen to this exchange. Kevin, uh, Coach said that he actually called a little bit more plays for you guys and just let you guys play free. Can you just talk about the confidence level that Coach has and the trust in you guys, especially being so young? I think that just goes from like he know what we're capable of doing. And um, we're all we're ball players. Like we can pick up a ball and and hoop. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't need to stress or nothing. Like we hoopers. So um, I think that just trust comes into that knowing us, um, knowing his group, and um, we play better fast and uh, fast. And when the ball is moving and swinging, and uh, we're just in pace and pitch actions and things like that. Um, so yeah, it showed tonight. Um, we're not really a set team, and we don't want to be. We want to be a fast, a high tempo team. I wanted to play that because first and foremost, that almost seemed like a lifetime ago. And that was what, maybe three weeks ago when that conversation between myself and KPJ took place. But I wanted to bring that up because when I take a look at this Rockets offense, there's a lot of issues going on. And it's a little bit deeper deeper than replacing Daniel Tice for Alperinshan going in the starting lineup. Silas and his coaching staff, they need to get away from the I'm going to just let this team play their play their own game and start calling more plays, calling more sets for the Houston Rockets moving forward. And you guys just heard Kevin Porter Jr. say that they want to play fast. They don't want to be a set team. And I get it playing fast, you know, not playing set offensive basketball is a little bit funner in a sense, but at the same time, it's not equal into wins. And look, I don't think nobody had this team going to the playoffs or anything like that, but we all expected the Rockets to be better. We did not expect 14 games into the 2021, 2022 season. We're sitting here talking about the Rockets on a 12 game losing streak. That is not what nobody had in mind. That's not what the fans had in mind. That's not what the media personnel like myself had in mind. And I damn sure know that is not what Steven Silas and his team had in mind as well. But when you take a look at this offense, every single game there's just too much standing around when someone do not have the ball in their hands there's too much one-on-one going on and the only off-ball movement that i can see especially over the last two games took place with pick and roll action between christian wood and whoever the ball handler might have been at that time Nobody is cutting to the basket. Nobody is coming off screens. Nobody isn't doing anything but standing around. And what I don't understand is how in the world can every single game, the players, the coaching staff talk about the stagnation 
the offense being stagnant, but every single game is the same thing. And look, I understand Steven Silas not wanting to put his players in a box. I understand him wanting to give his team the offensive freedom to go out there and create offense on the fly, to go out there and play fast. And by the way, playing fast is part of the reason why the Rockets are averaging 18 and a half turnovers through the first 14 games because they're playing so fast to the point they're not making their reads. They're playing so fast to the point they are not, they are committing stupid turnovers over the last two games this is a team that has averaged 20 and a half turnovers and in that loss against the phoenix suns on sunday they had 23 turnovers and 17 out of the 23 took place in the first half this is a team that needs to slow down <laughs> and once again like like i just mentioned i get it you don't want to put your players in a box, but for a young, inexperienced, and still developing team like the Rockets, Steven Silas and his coaching staff has to get a little bit more streak, and they have to start calling sets for more off-ball movement. And by the way, it will actually slow the game down for several of these players who are committing these simple and inexplicable turnovers. Now, and I also understand from Steven Silas' standpoint that his offense is a little bit similar to Mike D'Antoni. And Mike D'Antoni did the same thing. He didn't call too many plays. He went out there and let his players go to work and do whatever they wanted to do on offense, whether that be somebody going one-on-one -on -one or whether that be a lot of off-ball movements or anything going on. But the difference between Mike D'Antoni's offense versus Steven Silas' offense, D'Antoni had James Harden, he had Chris Paul, he had Russell Westbrook. If you want to take it a little bit further back than that, let's go to Los Angeles. He had Kobe Bryant. You want to take it a little bit further than that? In the Phoenix, when he became one of the brilliant offensive minds in NBA history, he had Steve Nash, who won back-to-back -back MVPs, an Amari Stoudemire, um, a Sean Marion. We can go on and on of the list of great players. And by the way, the GOAT that he had in Kobe Bryant. Shout out to my boy. But... Mike D'Antoni was able to get away with not calling too many plays because of the caliber of all-star Hall of Fame. And in Kobe Bryant's case, a GOAT status type of player on his team versus Steven Silas, the most skilled player that is getting the most minutes is Christian Wood. And look, I think Christian Wood is a good player but he isn't on the level of those all-star caliber players and Hall of Fame players that we that I just mentioned. And look, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, I still have a lot of belief in those two guys, especially KPJ. But those are two guys that are still trying to get established and find their niche on an NBA level. I honestly do think Steven Silas not calling plays on the sideline is part of the reason why this offense has looked terrible to start the season and i get it from solace's standpoint that he knows offense this is a guy who knows basketball and prior to him <laughs> coming over to the houston rockets as the rockets head coach 
he was coaching the Dallas Mavericks and put together one of the most efficient offense in NBA history, if not the efficient offense in NBA history. They, you know, Rick Carlisle, all of the players gave Silas a lot of credit for the offensive game plan that he gave Dallas during the 2019-20 season. But the only issue is he also had Luka Doncic. Everything that I talked about today from the rotations to a little bit more of the play calling, you know, of course it revolves around the head coach and Steven Silas. 14 games into the regular season, you're sitting at one and 13, 12 game losing streak. I've seen a lot of fire Steven Silas going around on social media. And ladies and gentlemen, let me just be, if if I'm standing on this island alone, let me stand on this island alone. But I don't think Steven Silas should lose his job. I am still a believer in Silas because it doesn't matter what, what is going on. He has shown throughout last year that he can get the best out of his players. And like I mentioned in the first segment, why we want to find somebody to point the finger to, to why the Rockets look so bad to start the year. And of course, Silas has taken a lot of the heat and he should because he is the head coach. But I, but like I mentioned in the first segment, and I'm going to say it again, a lot of the blame, well, a little bit more of the blame should go towards Raphael Stone. Because the reason why the rotation look as bad, the reason why Steven Silas doesn't have the players that he need in order to run his offense, to execute his offense efficiently, is because of the players that Raphael Stone brought in. And we can go all the way back to when he took over as general manager about, you know, the subpar roster build that he did. You know, the players that he brought in to try to change James Harden's mind into staying at least another year, that hasn't panned out. Um, you know, the fact that he traded Russell Westbrook for John Wall in the first round draft pick when he could have traded him to Los Angeles and got the same package that Washington got in their exchange for Russell Westbrook in terms of getting Kyle Kuzma and Montrez Harrow and Contavious Caldwell Pope. I mean, look, I know those names that I just threw out there, especially Kyle Kuzma, isn't, you know, players that you want to hear that, you know, is going to be in your starting lineup. But I guarantee you this, if he would have traded Russell Westbrook for that package, the Rockets would not be sitting here 1-13 on the 12-game losing streak. And, of course, the trade of, of, of James Harden. I understood after James Harden said, you know, this is crazy. And he walked out on the media. You look at the the return package that they got from James Harden. It's not looking good right now from the gamble of Victor Oladipo to, you know, the plethora of first round draft picks. But you got to make sure you hit on those first round picks in order to say that you got a haul back from James Harden. Even to, like I just mentioned in the first segment, this oil and water mixture between the roster. There's no way in the world Daniel Tice should be on this team. There's no way in the world Daniel House should still be on this team. Uh, that That's just my opinion. You know, I see a lot of people talking down on Salas. And, you know, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm taking up for him. But in some cases, I am. Because at the end of the day, this is a guy who 
took over this job, possibly thinking, you know, maybe if I do have to rebuild this organization, I'm going to do it in my second season. And, you know, this man has gotten hit with so many unfair um, situations ever since he took over as head coach. But I just think in order for us, for anybody that wanting to point the blame on the Rockets' terrible start to the season, you have to take a look at Raphael Stone because he has not done a great job in building this team. When I take a look at Steven Silas, like I just mentioned, um, he has had so many bad breaks in his first year or so as the head coach of the Houston Rockets to the point. It doesn't matter if it's Greg Popovich. It doesn't matter if it's red archie back it doesn't matter if it's phil jackson it doesn't matter if it's whatever legendary coach you want to name every coach will have a problem coaching this team by all the drama and turmoil that has taken place over the past year and just the bad roster construction that has been going on over the past year and i just think we should just slow the train down on a quote-unquote fire silence because it's not fair to him he didn't ask to come to houston and be handed a team where you can honestly sit here and wonder can this team actually beat the university of houston and i know what you're about to say that is a stupid statement because this is a this is a professional team versus a college team but keep in mind a handful of these players like a jalen green are the same age if not younger than a handful of players with a little bit more <laughs> versatility a little bit more experience on the collegiate level at the university of houston he didn't ask for this roster his offense is a little bit more advanced for a more established veteran team versus a rebuilding team but that does not mean that he should lose his job if anything it should be Raphael Stone that you guys want to point the finger to. And on the flip side of that, I don't want to point the blame at Raphael Stone because at the end of the day, he didn't ask to take over a team that's, that, that, was in, that was in shambles when he was elevated to the general manager spot. Listeners, Rockets fans out there, I just, just show your support for Silas. He, and look, like I mentioned with this team, still trying to find their niche on the NBA level. He is also trying to do the same as a head coach. So that's going to conclude this latest installment of Believe in the Rockets. Once again, please remember to follow me on Twitter, Cody Davis, credential reporter for SB Nation. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. In addition to covering the Rockets, I'm covering the other dysfunctional non-winning team in Houston, the Houston Texans. So you can catch my work on all my social media platforms with the same tag. And please be sure to follow Believe in the Rockets on all your favorite podcast streaming services. And if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a review and follow Believe in the Rockets podcast on Twitter at Believe in Rockets. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully we are talking about a win and hopefully from the rotations that I talked about, from the offensive struggles that I've talked about, hopefully some of these things will start coming into fruition for the Rockets because something needs to change. One in 13, 
12 game losing streak damn until next time ladies and gentlemen peace Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.